Uh, let's talk first about Tommy John. Uh, now, most of your dad's taste get better with time. You know, maybe scotch, maybe, uh-huh. you know, uh, naps. Those are much, much better as you get older. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to underwear, really, like, that's something you want to kind of change out from time to time. Yeah, definitely. And, but I love me some cho- Tommy John. They're awesome. Oh, Tommy John's are awesome. The most comfortable uh underwear and loungewear yeah you could ever have yeah the loungewear is so incredible great. oh uh, i can't wait to get home and get into it <laughs> that's the first thing i do when i get home change into my tommy john lounge it's loungewear. true it's true you just know and it's you know it's nice enough you could wear it out but you, i don't want to leave the house in it i just want to stay in my my on my couch that's what <laughs> i want to do actually wore it to the store before yeah and my wife's like you can't wear underwear you can't wear pajamas to- <laughs> not, it's not. not it's loungewear they look nice yes they've got the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee going on to tommy john uh, you're gonna love it tommyjohn.com slash back get to 20 percent off for father's day right now tommyjohn.com slash back it's tommyjohn.com slash back entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program with Pat and Stu standing up with you today uh for glenn triple eight seven two seven beck we got some exciting breaking news about cnn and their leadership uh we will get to that tell you what happened uh in 60 seconds now when things are falling apart, and you know, let's be let's be honest, a lot of them seem to be falling apart right now. One of the best investments you can make for yourself and your family is food security. That way when the lines at the grocery store are around the block and there's not much to get inside anyway because the trucks aren't running, well, you and your family will be sitting at home, secure in the knowledge that, well, you know, you've got what you need to survive. That's why I always talk to people about getting a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. When you uh, get uh, your My My Patriot Supply order, you're going to save 200 bucks as well. It's a great opportunity to get one for every family member. This kit includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories a day, and it's great food for your whole family. Uh, It will last up to 25 years in storage, so you'll always have a backup. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today and save $200 per kit. It's easy to order. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Get fast and free shipping, too. Do this today or you'll regret it tomorrow. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. Mmm, big changes at CNN. Yeah, can we trace this back, I don't know, over the past week here, Pat? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Licht is the guy who was running CNN, and he yeah. came in from, uh, was it Colbert? I think it was Colbert. It was one of the comedy shows. Mm. He came in mm-hmm. from Colbert. Yeah. He's had a long history working. He worked as a journalist, journalist at one point. He's worked in comedy for a long time. And he was the guy that Discovery brought in after the merger. They got rid of the old guy, Zucker. They brought in Licked to run CNN to try to change the culture. And one of the reasons they stated was, we've just turned into basically an anti-Trump propaganda machine 
Yeah. You know, I mean, and they have. And they had. I mean, uh, it's true. Yeah. That's not to say everybody there was always that way, but most of them were most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it was kind of just, it had become absurd. They had some good ratings at certain points when Trump was president, but of course, when Trump isn't president, that, does, that approach doesn't work all that well. And the ratings had died and, and you know, the, the network had, was having all sorts of trouble. And Chris Lick's uh, theory was to come in and make it more of a straight down the center news organization yeah. again. Like it once was in the 80s. And and really, it was. It started out that way. Yeah. It started out as actual news. At least that was the attempt. Right? Yeah. You might have put a bunch uh-huh. of liberal journalists trying uh-huh. to do that in there, so it leaned left. You know, we remember Rush Limbaugh years ago calling it the Clinton News Network. Oh, yeah. You know, in the, in yeah, the early true. 90s. I mean, it was definitely <clears throat> left-leaning, but so was everything else in the media. That, mm-hmm. you know. But it wasn't like it is now. No, it turned into something totally different and in I the thought, Trump era. I thought he actually kind of did improve it a little bit yeah i mean they were making some strides at becoming more non-biased i will say i think they've they definitely improved it and in fact i believe they've raised it to a solid d (laughs) minus yeah you know like again yeah that's a huge improvement from an f minus from an f minus yeah like Mm -hmm. you think like or maybe even a g g it might have even been g g plus (laughs) it was a g plus so again i would say overall it's still, the coverage does not make me happy, no. nor will it ever. But it had, I think, improved. I think the tone of it had improved a little bit mm-hmm. to a point that it was at least notable. Sometimes you'd mm-hmm. actually see a conservative on the air who was making points that, you know, that were conservative. Sometimes you would see a, a, a story covered in a fair and balanced way. It wasn't constant, and I'm not going to sit here and defend CNN's coverage completely, but I think it was going in the right direction, mm-hmm. which, of course, is part of the problem if you're actually CNN and the people who work there. If it's going in the right direction for me, for Pat Gray, for Stu Bergier, for Glenn Beck, that's terrible. That should never happen at CNN. Yeah. And uh, because of that... Uh, I mean, Chris Licht has been fired or he is out at the network is the way they're putting it. Now, what's interesting about this is about a week ago, um, there was a 15,000 word profile that came out about Chris Licht, uh, written by a guy named uh, Tim Alberta, who is, I don't know, he'd probably say he's a moderate reporter. Like he's not a left wing Mm. ideologue. He used to write for, you know, more conservative publications. Now he's at the Atlantic, I think. Um, which is pretty left pretty left but you know sometimes the atlantic employs people who aren't super liberal like they're you Mm -hmm. know they're a weird publication most of the time they're pretty reliably liberal but sometimes they'll put people in there that are a little bit different and tim alberta's you know he's a reporter um he's definitely been critical of trump he he seems to have a lot of you know he wrote a book uh called american carnage uh, a couple years ago which was an interesting behind the scenes read but you could tell who he has contacts with. He's got a, a contacts with a lot of uh, mainstream Republicans, um, mm. very well sourced in that world. Uh, but also, you know, very a lot of people had a lot of anti-Trump stories in this book. Uh, anyway, the point is that this they gave him access. Chris Licht gave him access for basically the whole year to CNN to follow him around to what follow him to workouts. You know, to, to be to be in some meetings, uh, to, to they had dinner a bunch of times. You know, this was one of those efforts to get the big glowing profile of the CNN turnaround. That was the thought a year ago. Yeah. Well, the year went by, the profile came out, 15,000 words, and it was just scathing. nonstop scathing. I mean, it was it was really, really it rough was bad on the guy. For licked. Really, really rough. And it was a lot of stuff that, like, you know, I would argue is somewhat petty. Like, 
I guess the last guy, Zucker, had his office outside of the newsroom on the 17th floor. And Lit came in mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, I'm going to the 22nd floor. I'm going to be in a separate floor. I'm going to put my office up there. And we're like, that shows he does not want to talk to the workers. It was, stuck, it was crap like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, okay, maybe that was a bad idea. I don't know. You're trying to endear yourself to a new group of people. Maybe moving your office to a different floor is, I mean, but I mean, also, it doesn't that say that you're pretty petty as an employee? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, who cares mm-hmm. where your freaking boss's office is? Do yeah. your job. You know, I don't know. Right. I, 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 yeah. I find that, that sort of criticism to be nonsense. Uh, but one of the big parts of the criticism was they were upset about the Trump town hall. The employees basically fully turned on him then. Yeah. Because they let yeah. Donald Trump go on the air mm-hmm. and say the things he wanted to say that they didn't agree with. And here's the thing. Uh, right before the town hall with Donald Trump, apparently, word was that Chris Licht said to Donald Trump, have fun. Mm-hmm. That's that is, what he said to him. That's one of the big, uh, the big reveals in the, in the piece. Have fun. Have fun. Well, you know that. And then unacceptable. And the piece was like, have, have fun. That. And then he did. <laughs> that's like the way did. it was like a big just, uh, yeah. dramatic reveal in the piece. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, look, they don't <laughs> like Donald Trump over there. I don't think Chris Lick likes Donald Trump. Oh, um, no way. At all. He, you know, I've heard some people re- describe him as a moderate some people describe him as sort of an, an old school maybe even like a new york republican uh maybe mm. even where he's he's mm. one of those guys that again would be way more liberal than you know, most of this audience but is not completely against you know having lower taxes or something you know what i mean like it's not yeah. not complete so that of course is a huge problem at cnn i would imagine if that's mm-hmm. actually who he is that's a huge oh, yeah. problem for him. Yes. How do you how do you keep it together when you have such an evil a group of evil around you like a person who might like lower taxes or something? <laughs> so he was picked apart, and uh, that was a big part of it. That the Trump situation. Now they he even I think described the crowd he put in there as very Trumpy, mm-hmm. and, and it was. I mean, look, it, it was. It felt like yeah, a rally. It really was. It really felt like a Trump rally, and and sometimes you just have to take the L. Trump dominated that event. He won. If, if, if you want to say wins and losses, Trump won. He got in there. Mm-hmm. He was able to completely handle the crowd. He handled Caitlin Collins. Um, he really did. He was, he was good. Yeah, he was good. Again, like, you might disagree with all the things he was saying, but I'm saying just tone-wise, who won the evening? He crushed him. He crushed him. And that was the last thing in the world CNN wanted. They saw themselves as this bulwark against the evils of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy who's letting him have a voice. Now, I think, Pat, you're the historian around here. In history, like, what one thing we've tended to do was allow the leading presidential candidate from one of the two parties speak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just historically, wasn't that part of the way we approached Seems like things? it was, okay. yeah. Okay. Seems like All right. that was part of... American history. That was my memory. Yeah. You know, and now all of a sudden, apparently, not you're not supposed to do that. Uh-uh. I mean, Elon Musk is, is hearing that, you know, uh, right. he's allowing people to speak. But, uh, and and, and it CNN. was also a huge ratings gain for CNN. I mean, they, they crushed in the ratings that night. Yep. And they've not been anywhere. And Fox, in fact, when they did, didn't they just do a town hall with Trump uh, they did, recently? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. didn't score... Uh, nearly as well as CNN's did. CNN, oh, interesting. Yeah, beat it by a lot. Yeah. 
And so you would think CNN might have been happy about that, but apparently not. No, apparently not. And I, and I guess the ratings have not been good overall, though I would, I would argue that would be expected. Right. Yeah. If you're what you're taking what you've created over a four or five year period was a bunch of uh, MSNBC Huffington Post bloggers watching your network. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you yeah, probably have taken some viewers from MSNBC over the years, but you've lost a lot of people who want normal news coverage. And that's going to take time to rebuild. If that's what you want, it's going to take a lot of time to rebuild that. Mm-hmm. People on the right or moderates do not trust CNN anymore. That's for if sure. they ever did. Yeah. And so to bring them back into the fold, you're going to have to do multiple years of not even D minus coverage, but like, I don't know, C plus coverage. No one's expecting an A. (laughs) I am not expecting to get the coverage that I want from CNN. I just don't want to be completely lied to every moment of the day. Mm -hmm. That's all. That'd be nice. It's a lot to ask apparently now, though. (laughs) It really is. Well, if he's trying to do it, you get fired. Yeah. Yeah. You you, You get thrown out. So, have they mentioned who's going to replace him yet? Do they have any idea? Well, they did bring in an executive bef- right before this profile came out. They knew it was coming. They didn't. I don't think they knew how bad it was going to be, but they knew this profile was coming. And so, they had brought in somebody at, I, think, I want to say COO. Chris Licht was a CEO. They brought in someone at COO from like the corporate structure, a guy who is, um, I mean, I don't need to get into all the details of this, but like a guy who's pretty more loyal to a discovery guy. Right, a Zaslav yeah. guy. Yeah, I thought it was a discovery person. Yeah, yeah. and so the idea was, mm-hmm. well, maybe Chris Lick stays, but this guy takes over a lot of his responsibilities and directs the ship, and apparently that wasn't even tenable. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, really an amazing turnaround. I will say in Chris Lick's defense, he lasted longer than CNN+. Plus. Oh, yes. A <laughs> hell of a lot longer. A he got lot. a whole year out of this. Yeah, not bad. CNN+, Plus was just a few weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, you take some mm-hmm. solace into that. You know, mm-hmm. and it's funny, you know, every every time something bad happens to uh, you know, like a presidential campaign, we've got a bunch of people running for president on the conservative side. They'll have campaign shakeups over the years and CNN will be on the air over and over again to tell you the story about how pathetic those organizations are. They will tell you over and over again when people get thrown out uh, at other media organizations, particularly conservative ones, when they have Me Too scandals and all these other things. And all the, you, every time you read one of those stories, remember there's five of them going on behind the scenes at the place reporting it. Mm-hmm. Every single time. These people who led the coverage of all the Me Too stuff, years later we find out they had all these Me Too things going on at oh, the yeah. same time. They had all of these accusations, people being later thrown out of their jobs because of this. And when you hear them cover it for other people, it's just this high-minded... I can't believe this is going on in 2023. And then, oh, by the way, yeah, we we just fired our head executive for X, Y, and Z. It's, it's, it's happens over and over again. And that didn't happen with Chris Licht, as far as I know. This is just a normal performance-based thing. And, and he lost the staff. Yeah. You know, that's, I think, what happened yeah. here. This profile. Again, I don't understand, Pat, why people agree to profiles. And especially an in-depth one for like a year. A year. Why would you do that? What are you going to Why get? would you do that? And I think... What do you think that you're going to... I'm going to be the one to win them over. Yeah. And they're going to love me. I guess it's arrogance maybe because I, so. I, I can't think of any other reason to allow it. Yeah. I mean, I think... I'd be like, no. The, apparently people no. in CNN were like pushing back at the time saying, I don't know if you want to give this much access. And 
his opinion was basically, I'm going to turn this ship around and this is going to be like a hero story. Yeah. You know, I, I'm the guy who's going to come in here and turn this crappy crap heap of a network into something good. Mm-hmm. And we're going to want that to be documented. And, <laughs> and the person who wants that access always lies. Yeah. Oh, yes. Remember Brian Stelter? I do. Yeah, yes, coming here. Brian. He lied. I mean, he was just a lying sack of crap. He wrote a couple of good pieces about Glenn over the years as well, earlier yeah, on. But then... But, uh, but these some bad ones as well. Uh, and then yeah. eventually Glenn walked off the air in the middle of an interview with him. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on yeah. TV, which is something yeah. you don't see that often. No. But I will say, Brian... But it felt good at the time. ...who, who got fired by Chris Licht. Man, was mm-hmm. he excited to cover oh, this story over the yes, weekend. He oh, he loved it. He yes. loved it. And, uh, you know, I mean... Who I, can blame him? Yeah, he's apparently getting calls from all the people who hated it. Chris looked at CNN, and then he was just writing it up. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, this happens. This happens. All right. 888-727-BECK. <laughs> More coming up in a minute. So, do you think it's strange how the left seems to hate history and is always wanting to rewrite it? It's pretty simple, really. If you cancel the Founding Fathers and their ideas, well, you can cancel our form of government. And that seems to be what they're into doing. Everything's just a racist plot. Out out with old, in with a new dystopia. Well, if you want to give kids a chance to resist these bad ideas, they need to learn the stories, the ideas behind the great American experiment. Once they learn about those, they'll know about our country. They'll know what our country is based on. The Tuttle Twins' new history books use storytelling to teach the powerful ideas and stories behind America's founding. They're beautifully illustrated, and they're books that your kids will love and learn from. My kids love them. They're, they're great books, and they teach them something that I'm actually happy for them to read. That's rare these days. Uh, go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, order the book, and get uh, entry info into the official rules and contest for the vacation giveaway they've got going on to Boston. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Order the book. Get the giveaway details now. It's a really cool trip. No purchase is necessary to enter the giveaway. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com for more information. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, some more breaking news. I don't know if you heard the big announcement, but it's uh, it's official now. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is it? What's official? We have another person to consider. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. In the race for president. Okay. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Mike Pence. Officially leapt into the race just a few hours ago mm. with a tweet. Hey, I'm going to run for president. <laughs> you know that thing you already knew? It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I can't keep the lid on this thing any longer. Wow. I know you're bursting with excitement. Mike Pence is running for president. Yeah. 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 This now is just I've... days after Doug Burgum. Mm-hmm. Jensen. No, Bur- just Burgum. It's just Burgum. Just Burgum. From North Dakota. He's Mentum. in. He's in. The governor. Uh, from the great state of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And he brings, of course, now, should he not win for some reason? I mean, I, I can't imagine it, but should he not win the actual nomination? <laughs> I'm sure that the person who does can't wait to make him the running mate for oh, vice yeah. president because oh, yeah. you bring those whopping three electoral votes to the table. Well, three. And we should put it what if Doug Bergman could help <laughs> Bergum? Bergum. What if Doug Bergum, Meister, Meister Bergum? What if he could help you swing North Dakota? 
Uh, Pat, the you Republicans are already going to win North Dakota. But, and maybe not maybe without part. Of, you think without Doug Burgum? I'm saying if Meister? Doug Burgum is not on the ticket, the Republicans will be the favorite. <laughs> Really? Uh, in North Dakota. And maybe that's because of the great work Doug Burgum has done in North Dakota. <laughs> Thank right? you. Yes. And maybe he's done it too well. And so yeah. even if he's not vice president, they still carry <laughs> right. the state for only the, what, 75th time in a row or whatever. Right. Whatever it's been. I will say, look, maybe Doug Burgum is, I, I don't, I will say I don't know enough about his job. Maybe he's done a great job. He may I, have. I, I will say, he North Dakota's have. had a pretty good run here, and uh, he's been the governor, and it seems like he's done a good job. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And there's a lot of Republican governors out there that are pretty solid. I, I, yeah, I just it's, a, it's a leap. It's a leap to go from... It's just that nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Nobody knows Doug Burgum. This is how they know. This is you run for do. president. This is how you introduce yourself to the people these days. Yeah. And Chris Christie's running, too. You didn't, Chris I noticed Christie, you didn't even hit that. Is that Chris, because you're scared of him? Christie! Yeah, I, I am scared. I'm afraid he might swallow me whole. Knowing what we know, these Pat, days. knowing what we know <laughs> uh-huh. about Chris Christie, yeah, Mike Pence, mm-hmm. and Doug Burgum, yeah, you're going Burgum. I'm going. going <laughs> I am. You're right. <laughs> I don't know anything about Burgum. You're right. But I'm Burgum. I'm Burgumfied. Uh, <laughs> I am. I the Burgumentum is real with me. Yeah. And that particular, yeah, yeah. if you have that, if race, you have those three. Now I, I now you're you're discounting Trump and DeSantis, no I'm just saying if it's just leaders, those three but, the other okay. the others have to drop out in this yeah. particular scenario but if you have those three if you could only vote for one presidential uh-huh. candidate that announced this week I'm in Burgum County that's yeah. where I am I don't know anything about Burgum I don't know what it's like but again I know a lot about Chris Christie and I know I don't want that yeah and Mike Pence look. Mm. It's a little bit of a complicated story with Pence he's he's done a, a lot of good things he was a pretty good congressman. Yeah, you know, he was a pretty good governor, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, as a vice president, you didn't really learn much about him because he basically backed up everything Donald Trump said every single day until the very, very end. A lot of this audience really would like that. Yeah. Right. I think most. uh, So you'd think there's a a rationale for him. But then the January 6th thing uh, happened in January, uh, you know, into January 20th and people completely turned on the guy. And so there's Mm -hmm. no excitement for him. He's not exciting uh, naturally. He's a very right. He's not an electric speaker. No, and I I don't know what. I mean, he's an okay speaker. Yeah, comes right. from a talk radio background. He's you know, but he's not exciting. Not right. exciting. He's not electric. Yeah, and I don't think there's. I just don't think there's any appetite for a Mike Pence presidency. Right well, now. you're wrong about that, my friend. I just saw a poll where he's at four percent. Yeah. Oh gosh. Don't four. Stop with your anti burgum propaganda. Okay. <laughs> We, we know how this is going to end up. Uh, so pain has gotten aggressive with you, perhaps. Uh, you get up in the morning, and it's already kicking you around like a soccer ball. It only gets worse as the day goes on. How does that feel? Not good. Not good. Nothing like good old frequent debilitating pain to make you feel like doing nothing other than turning over in bed and going back to sleep. But of course, that's not the best option, is it? I mean, you can do something here, right? Yeah, you can't let the pain win. If you're living with pain that has gotten aggressive with you, it's time to take uh, aggressive steps in response. And you can try Relief Factor to do just that. It could end up getting your life back. And that means so much to so many people. Three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Why wouldn't you try this? ReliefFactor.com are 800-4-RELIEF. Get the $19.95 three-week quick start. Again, that's relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four relief. 
relieffactor.com. It's 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor, get your life back. Feel the difference with Relief Factor at relieffactor.com. Glenn, Stu, Steve Dace, Chad Prather, and me, Pat Gray. Uh, listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Promo code Glenn. It is Pat and Stu for Glenn, uh, who is on vacation this week. So he missed the official announcement of Chris Christie is going to be bombed. I assume he's flying back in. I know he's. I think he's overseas right now, but I would assume but he'll be back in, in for, for tomorrow's the, show. Yeah, uh, to to address the he'll, Chris Christie, Mike Pence, and Doug Burgum announcements. He'll want to do that because he's missed the all three of these huge announcements. Yeah. Um, I know we have a lot of uh, viewers and listeners overseas. Mm-hmm. If you see Glenn walking around with his family, make sure to ask him how, what he feels about Doug Burgum and that announcement. <laughs> you know, I think he'll really appreciate it. For sure. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. There's he no question. really will appreciate it. But in case you missed the big Chris Christie announcement, um, here it was. And it was about our country and its future. Uh-huh. And I wondered. He wondered. What our choice was going to be. Okay. We're going to be small or are we going to be big? Okay. Well, I think you've answered that question. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's too easy. What is he doing? Are we going to be small or are we going to be big? The guy had lap band right. surgery and he still yeah. made that, that, that decision very clearly. And he's still. What is he doing? Big. Okay, so it's a big announcement. However, uh, he went really small during his speech. Uh, and here's some of the times when he mentioned that. Yeah, We're going to be small, smaller, and smaller. And smaller in every way. Smaller, smaller in the way. Smaller, smaller is getting smaller. <laughs> Being small. Small, 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 smaller, and smaller. Smaller, smaller, and smaller. Voldemort. Smaller, smaller, and smaller. Smaller, smaller, smaller. Smaller, small, smaller. Smaller, small, smaller. Smaller, small. Small, smaller. Small, smaller, small. Small, small. So small. Small, small, Is this one speech? Yeah. Yeah. One speech he said small that many times? Yes. 40 seconds worth of small and smaller. It's really <laughs> Is weird. Is that weird? Yeah. Very weird. Who, who made that video? Marco Rubio? And Marco Rubio <laughs> yes. was just like, screw this guy. If he repeats <laughs> anything, I'm making a video about it. Uh, it's funny because uh, that mm. that was essentially the criticism of Rubio, right? It was in his big debate moment in 2016. The only thing anyone remembers Chris Christie's performance for uh, when he flamed out embarrassingly, much more embarrassingly than Marco Rubio, we should note. Because Marco Rubio took a drink of water? Is it, was that No, that was, a, that was a different thing, I think. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, the Rubio, the water thing was different. This was, um, he repeated himself a few times. He had like some, some sort of catchphrase. <laughs> I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. But he, in the debate, kept saying like one of those dumb political catchphrases like, you know, kind of like that. Like, are we mm-hmm. going to go bigger or are we going to go smaller? And he kept saying it. He kept saying it the same way. And after a while, after two or three times, <laughs> and Christy called him out on it, and then he said it again. And that was really what mm. what kind of uh, made that into a moment. A couple of things about that moment, though. I, I think it's it was more Rubio having a bad moment than Christy having some amazing moment. Like, 
All he mm-hmm. did basically was say, hey, Marco, you're repeating yourself over and over again, and we need people who are going to who are gonna speak from the heart, not speak from catchphrases. That was basically all that was. And everyone remembers yeah. it as this moment that sunk Marco Rubio. Like, I don't know. Is that fair? Was Rubio winning that campaign beforehand? No. I don't know. No, he wasn't. The, Rubio has heard this <laughs> literally so many times he decided to address it yesterday. And I think there's something to his, his his point here in some parts that are not necessarily accurate. He said, uh, Rubio said, any political reporter or commentator claiming Christie ended my campaign in 2016 is lazy or dumb. <laughs> NH debate <laughs> sucked. He's admitting that. Because instead of hitting back when attacked like I wanted to, I listened to advice about pivoting and not punching down on Chris Christie, who was at 7% and about to drop out. But it didn't end my campaign. There's, look, that is, mm. I don't think that's exactly right. I think he did go after Christie a little bit, but the punching down advice probably was real, right? Like he, Christie was an absolute nobody in this campaign, despite the fact that he's a nor, kind of a Northeastern type of guy and was supposed to do well in New Hampshire. It's where he focused all of his attention. Um, then Rubio goes on to say, after New Hampshire, I finished second in South Carolina and Nevada, which I, I would have, mm. I kind of forgot, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then won three primaries, almost won Virginia on Super Tuesday, finished with the third most delegates behind Trump's historic campaign, and was reelected twice by eight and 17 points. So, like, Mm. uh, you know, has Chris Christie got a better resume than that? No. I would say no. Uh, Christie was, his campaign was much more of a disaster. He just jumped out, and then because Chris Christie makes decisions that are always best for Chris Christie, I mean, I'm not saying in a dietary sense, but I'm saying from from this. Sorry, mm-hmm. I made myself laugh on that one. Uh, <laughs> from the sense of, uh, you know, his political career. Like, that's, he's making the, so he ju- dropped out after getting slaughtered in the primary he put all of his attention to and was the first guy to endorse Trump. And of course, Trump, who has a little bit of that in him as well, who, you know, he, he'll take you on if you're friends with him. If he thinks being friends with you today, I mean, he did this with literally Kim Jong-un. <laughs> when he thought being friends with Kim Jong-un was good, he was friends with Kim Jong-un. When he thought he was going to blow him off the planet, he said he was going to blow him off the When he said he was bad, he was going to blow him off the planet. With Christie, he hated Christie until it was helping him. And then he embraced Christie. And Christie was, uh, embraced Trump. And they had this big relationship. And then that fell apart, and now they hate mm-hmm. each other again. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this is just part of politics. It's nothing more than that. But I think it is a little overblown that he sunk the Rubio campaign. I mean, that's kind of a, a narrative that has uh, mm-hmm. outlived its relevance, I would say. Uh, Trump responded to Christie uh, last night via a tweet, and the fact that he used the word small so many times. He said, uh, he tweeted out, well, he truthed out. He because truthed this out. was on truth. He's social. not on the Twitter still. Even no, though he can not. get back on, right? You know, Elon Musk has activated his account still mm-hmm. on the still, still on Truth Social. But he posted, "How many times did Chris Christie use the word small? <laughs> Does he have a psychological problem with size? <laughs> Actually, his speech was small and not very good. It rambled all over the place, and nobody had a clue of what he was talking about. <laughs> now he hates Christie, and Christie he hates him, and now this yes, guy that was very close." To becoming, uh, you know, getting a cabinet level position in the Trump White House. And that's what he wanted, it seems like. Yeah. Attorney General, right? Yeah. He wanted yeah. Attorney General. And he was not going to get that because he put Jared Kushner's father in prison. 
<laughs> when you put the is that, father- a, is that an issue? Yeah, the huh. the the the, the, the mm. uh, son-in-law of the candidate. Yeah, you put his dad in prison, and uh, he didn't. Jared didn't like that too much. Now I think there's more to it. I think Trump correctly recognized that Chris Christie is an opportunist and would have sold him down the river at his first opportunity. Yeah, uh, I don't think I think Trump was very smart to keep him at a distance. Even though he embraced him publicly, I don't think there really ever was a warm relationship there. And, uh, you know, look, Christie is now coming into this race with this idea. And the reason I bring the, the Rubio part of this up, Pat, is because the, re- the, the argument for Christ Christie being in this race, if you want to make one, other than he wants attention and to get on television, is that he's going to be the guy that's going to take it to these other candidates. He's not going to be afraid of them. He'll come out and say them. Especially you know, Trump. That's especially what they're Trump. saying, that he's going to go after Trump. And some DeSantis as well. Yeah. And he, you know, and I think this is a somewhat legitimate criticism that some are making, which is people are so, they walk on eggshells so much around Donald Trump because they're afraid to lose his voters that they don't really call out Trump directly. It's a lot of like, well, you know, some people are doing this and I won't do that. It's like, well, some, what do you mean? Some people uh, own large hotels with gold and some people uh, own golf courses in Scotland and I won't be that kind of president. It's like, we know who you're talking about. Just say it. Like, just be a, if you want to run for president, be a man or a woman and step up and say, guys, this is my opponent. This is my competition. This is who I'm going to be better than. And this is why I'm going to be better than him. Yeah. If you can't bring yourself to actually talk about him directly, I don't know. Should you be president of the United States? And the rule of thumb is that you only talk about him if they're above you, above in, the, you. In, in the ratings or the polls or whatever. And that's what he was talking about punching down last time right. at Chris Christie. That's what Marco Rubio was talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Trump is the leader. So, yeah, you. Uh, I mean, you're punching up. And that is a real strategy. It, it's. Yeah. I, it goes back to, I mean, you know this from morning radio, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of the things you do as a morning radio host, if you're in a, you go into a new market and you're, you're, you're the number two guy and you're trying to get attention for yourself. You take on the number one. You take on the number one guy. You go after mm-hmm. him. You make fun of him. You do <clears throat> stunts. You get out in front of him. Yep. You, you want people talking about you. But if you're that big show, and you've got this upstart down there. The strategy typically is to ignore them, right? right. Who cares? They've got this smaller mm-hmm. audience. The more I talk about them, the more attention I will bring to them, the more people who might go to them. Yeah. And that's what Rubio yeah. was talking about there. He was, the, he was the big dog in that race as compared to Chris Christie. And while he it was had a disaster in New Hampshire, he had a couple of good primaries after that. I mean, he, it wasn't over for him. If he had performed better in his home state, yeah. he could have been the nominee. Right. The problem was they got to Florida and he didn't perform. He lost in Florida, and you can't do that. No, you, not you can't your do own that. Home state. No, no. The same thing with DeSantis. If he gets to Florida and he doesn't win Florida, which by the way the polls are not showing he's going to win Florida right now, way too early to actually matter. But if he were to lose Florida, his campaign would likely be over. Apparently, according to his internal polling, um, DeSantis has cut the lead in Iowa. By 14 points. Mm. That's what is internal. Never back down PAC survey uh, that was shared with Axios has DeSantis closing the gap between uh, him and the front runner, who, of course, is Donald Trump. Okay. By well, let's not say it. 
let's just say the, the hotel owner runner. the hotel owner with gold <laughs> lots of brass he's got the, the guy well you know some mm-hmm. other candidates will host the apprentice for multiple years <laughs> uh, between him and that guy yeah has been reduced by 14 points in mid-may before Santis officially announced, uh, he was at 24% in Iowa polling compared to Trump's 48%. So it was 24 percentage points. And now it's uh, it's it's 10 percentage points. I mean, look, it's inter- take internal polling Supposedly, for what it's worth, right. which is very yes. little to us. That's right? true. They're not going to tell you if the polling looks bad. Uh, so, and and even a official poll that is very well done at this point means very little. I think. I think it's interesting though. I mean, look, you look at some of these candidates. Chris Christie does not belong in this race. Okay? No, no, no. And that's, I think, an important line. He has not accomplished enough. He has had a time where he probably did belong in the race. I think 2012 would have been a time he belonged in the race. Mm-hmm. You could argue 2016, but like now, it's just ridiculous, right? I think, look, people like Tim Scott, people like Ron DeSantis, people like Nikki Haley, you know, Christy Noem, if she decided to get in, uh, Greg Abbott, if he decides to get in, are people who have arguments, mm-hmm. right? Chris Christie has no argument. He has no argument to be in this race. Right. And uh, it's just like, this is obviously a vanity project for Chris Christie. He's sick of being ignored. Mm-hmm. He's been ignored and just made made fun of for eight years. And, you know, now he wants to get back on the spotlight and mm-hmm. he can act like it's this big project that he's trying to save the Republic. <laughs> Nobody believes that. Nobody. Not even Chris Christie. 888-727-BECK. More coming up. So uh, do you have a horse and buggy in the garage at home? It's good backup. You know, if your car breaks down, you don't want to have a you got to have some way to get back and forth to work. Right. Uh, well, maybe instead of having a horse and buggy, you can have CarShield. CarShield offers affordable protection plans to fit your automobile, which apparently you're still allowed to have, even in this environment. Um, they fit every budget. They can cover more parts than ever before. And you'll want them when the time arrives for costly repairs. You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes a coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. You can lock in your price today, and it will never go up. CarShield is dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage right now. Get CarShield today, 800-227-6100, or save 20% on your plan right now. You can lock in your price, and it will never go up 20% off if you call 800-227-6100 or visit carshield.com slash Beck, carshield.com slash Beck, or 800-227-6100 to save 20% today on CarShield. The Glenn Beck Program. Father's Day is coming up. You know, I lost my dad almost nine years ago now, which sucks. I got to be honest with you. It sucks. I think about him a lot. And, you know, with Father's Day approaching, you can't help but doing that. You know, he was a uh, he was a blue collar guy. Uh, he worked on cars. That was his job. And I, he'd bring me into work with him. I remember as a kid. And now whenever I go into a place that sells tires or repairs cars, that smell is all I can think about is my dad. Uh, and you know, it takes me back uh, to those days. Uh, my dad was an American giant. He worked hard to make sure that I was taken care of, the family was taken care of. He took pride in his work. And now you can let your dad know how important he is to you. You can get him a gift from American Giant. American Giant 
began 13 years ago uh, by saving a clothing factory in North Carolina from going out of business. Jobs were saved and many more have been created since. And they're showing that it's still possible to make quality clothing right here in America. I know it sounds like a, a myth, but it's not true. You can do it. And American Giant has been proving it. They make clothing that matters. Clothing that's made with American cotton, American workers, and American quality. No matter what type of work your dad does, this Father's Day, let him know that he matters. Let him know that you know he is an American Giant. Buy American Giant today at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. If you've never tried American Giant clothes, you are going to love them and they will last forever. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Welcome back to the program. 888-727-BECK is the number. Glenn is on vacation uh, this week. It's Pat and Stu uh, filling in. I, I, in a minute, I want to maybe talk about this live golf thing. Holy cow. That is, I'm, I'm not a huge golf fan. No, I don't But care. this I, is staggering news really, that the PGA and live have merged. We'll get into it in a few minutes. Yeah. But, some of the wow. most amazing pieces of hypocrisy perhaps yeah, ever. Ever. <laughs> ever in sports history. And we cover politics. Yeah. We covered John Kerry for years, and we were amazed by the story. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's saying something. Saying something. So, I really amazing. Uh, by the way, did you watch the uh, Tucker Carlson thing that came out on Twitter last night? I did not see it. Uh, pretty, I heard about it, but about, I didn't see it. About 10 minutes long. His first episode, I guess. As, oh, uh, 10 minutes? Uh, yeah, just like basically a, hmm. a monologue of sorts. Okay. And that was uh, that was it. Talk, talked about Ukraine and the, the dam. Uh, being broken who and who was responsible for that he's a, a certainly a believer that ukraine is the one that did that uh, uh and oh. also ufos he thinks ukraine damaged their own dam yeah and i was in russian territory right. it is a yeah, really yeah, yeah. weird story it is a weird story um you know there was some they had talked i guess at some point i didn't i have not seen this but tucker mentioned that they had talked at some point the ukrainians about targeting that bridge mm. however Zelensky also talked about saying that the Russians would target that bridge. Uh, you know, it's, I guess it just depends on who you believe, you know. Uh, and I obviously we I mean, Tucker is a super, super big skeptic of the Ukraine situation. So you, mm. you you're not not a Zelensky mm -hmm. fan. I think that's one thing you'd gather from his uh, first episode, but has, uh, you know, supposedly tens of millions of views. Uh, what is it? Sixty five million views now. Sixty five million views. Now, a wow. view again, a view on Twitter is you're scrolling past it it's the video starts and you continue to scroll that counts as a view it's a it's a weird metric that's not to say that 65 million people watch the 10 minute monologue but the fact that it's still, that a, big it's still a real big number uh, yeah, it's, a it's a really big, big number and uh and that's it's an interesting thing twitter's trying to do i mean musk keeps saying he wants liberals to do it too come on over mm -hmm. you know put your put your liberal monologues on here too we want them all and the left so far hasn't really taken him up on that uh, which is not, not a huge surprise, yeah. I guess. But I guess they don't like huh. they don't like playing in competitive environments. Well, because they can't win. Yeah, that's that's they the main reason. They can't win on the playing field of ideas. The Glenn Beck program.